Hey you guys, tickets have officially gone on sale for my next virtual conference. In May, we did Rise Live Courage, and now we're doing Rise Live Healthy and Happy. We're spending an entire day, nine plus hours of programming with some of the greatest speakers in the world, all talking about how to live your life in such a way that you have the energy to have the life of your dreams. What does it look like to learn to eat intuitively? What does it look like to move your body in celebration? What does it look like to approach health from a place of love and celebration instead of shame? We believe that healthy and happy is about how you feel, not about how you look. So I am joined by incredible people like Jay Shetty and Stacy Flowers, Kelly Levesque, Dave Hollis, Trent Shelton, motivating the crap out of you. Me, talking about inspiration. And if you've ever been to a Rise conference before, you better believe you're also going to hear from Beans and Chris. It's going to be a day of fun and energy and so empowering. If you feel like you have fallen off your plan inside of quarantine, if you feel like you need a kick in the pants to get you motivated again, this is the day for you, and tickets start at $40. You can go to thehollisco.com right there at the top of the page. You'll see a big banner. Click on it. Let's hang out. Let's get fired up together. What you broadcast is what people perceive. Somebody looks at you, they're taking you all in and you have nine seconds to seal the deal. Welcome to the Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. You guys, I'm not even kidding. After I did the interview with my next guest, Toy Sweeney, I literally went home and did a crazy, like scavenger style cleanup of my closet. I was so inspired by the idea that your clothing plays as much into your personal brand as anything that you put on your website. So I'm really excited for you to hear from my friend, the CEO of the well-dressed brand, Toy Sweeney. We actually met when um, Toy was my stylist on QVC, so she has a ton of wisdom to share, including how to think of yourself as a product, how to develop your personal style and how that personal style plays into your brand, and what you can wear that will actually advance your career. And just so we're clear, for those of you who are not currently working, you are still gonna wanna listen to this because the way we feel about ourselves and who we are has a lot to do with the clothes we put on our body. If you dig this interview as much as I do, please check in on Instagram and tell me what you're thinking and show me all the things you clean out of your own closet. So thank you so much for joining us today, Toy. I would love it if you gave some backstory to our listeners. So for those people who don't already follow you on social media and get to absorb some of your fabulous wisdom over there, will you just tell us your bio? Uh, sure, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. Absolutely. Um, so I'm just this crazy, you know, chocolate girl with a Malaysian, <laughs> <laughs> with a Malaysian first name yeah. and an Irish last name nice. that <laughs> wakes up every day and has no business doing half of the things that I'm doing according to other people. But yeah. I just chose to show up every day and rock it out anyway. So I had a dream. I've always been in fashion. I love art and theater and all that stuff. So I started my career um, working uh, in retail about 20 years ago and uh, worked my way up through the executive leadership program at Bloomingdale's in New York. I've worked for companies like Ralph Lauren, White House Black Market, Crabtree and Evelyn, blah, blah, blah. And then once I kind of got a little burned out with um, retail, I decided to do something else. And I wanted more fashion, like hands-on real fashion experience right and so I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a stylist one day mm -hmm. and I may dabble in fashion design and I remember when I decided to go back to school for fashion design after getting my fashion degree at the Arts Institute in Philadelphia one of my co-workers at the time was like do you know how to sketch I said no do you know how to sew uh-uh <laughs> and you you want to do what I was like exactly so 
I uh, <laughs> graduated with my fashion design degree, launched a couture level evening wear business called Her Majesty the Queen. Nice. And uh, when the market crashed, so did my business. And I was like, whoa, that was a tough one. I had to pick myself back up and try to figure out uh, what I was going to do. So meanwhile, back on the ranch, I secured a job um, in the image department at QVC. Mm-hmm. And I started at the bottom and worked my way up to style director where I was uh managing the image of all 30 program hosts and really start to introduce uh, Deuce, um, the idea of personal branding. And what if you use color theory? And what if you to kind of speak to people? And what if you do this? What if you do that? And it worked. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so I just really loved the idea. And so as the company decided to go in a different direction um, about 12 months ago, I decided to say, you know what? I've done everything that I wanted to do 16 years later at QVC. Yeah. So what if I tried to give this a go on my own? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. And so I recently uh, launched my first book in, I think it was June, we launched <laughs> Everything's a Blur. Yes, <laughs> yep, I hear that. <laughs> called Secrets of a Well-Dressed Brand. And since then I've had a, a feature in Forbes.com uh, and also bbcsnews.com. And uh, we are just plugging away, trying to make this thing happen. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love getting to interview you at this place in your career because there are so many people listening who either have a side hustle or want to start their own small business or want to brand themselves. And I think there's so much wisdom you can share at the end of the year of, or at the end of 12 months of sort of hustling to get to the next place. And it is so crazy when you're starting something new and and I mean crazy in terms of how many things there are to try and get a business off the ground Mm -hmm. Uh, so can you talk a little (laughs) bit about okay for those people who are listening especially who are like man I want to start my own thing what were some of the first steps that you took when you decided to launch it on your own well I think that the most important thing that um was kind of placed upon me (laughs) by accident, which ended up being phenomenal. Everyone should either consider um, that you should consider getting a business coach because Mm. one of the things that I wasn't um, prepared for was you are so close to it. Whatever your thing is, right? You're so close to the magic that you can't see it. It loses its sparkle after a while because you just are so close. And so you're going to need people around you. You need a tribe to kind of really be able to look at what you're doing and say, no, girl, this is still magic. But what we need to do is focus over here. Yes. Because you're wearing so many different hats and you don't understand that, you know, there are going to be days that you're drowning. And so if you align yourself with the business coach or somebody else who can kind of pull you out of the deep end and say, go this way. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. I found that to be very, very helpful. Yeah. Years ago, someone told me, a, an entrepreneur that I really respected, she said, Rachel, if you wanted to be excellent at tennis, you'd get a tennis coach. And mm-hmm. if you wanted to be a great golfer, you'd get a golf coach. Why in the world do you think that you're just going to magically figure out entirely by yourself how to lead well or how to run a business well? You have to have an outsider's perspective, exactly like you said, to sort of pull you in the next direction. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about your business. So how did you turn the idea of personal branding and styling into a company? And how does that manifest for your clients in everyday life? Okay, so I've ever since I read Tom Peters um, interview in Fast with the Fast Company in 1997, right? Mm -hmm. And he's talking about this idea of us being the marketers, chief marketers of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really inspired by another article that I read in Forbes um, some time ago about how we should think of ourselves as products. And I really fell in love with that idea, like, wow, we are products, right? Mm -hmm. So what do we do when we're trying to launch a product, right? We make sure that it's the right fit, you know, with our consumers. We make sure that the colors that we're representing, that we're representing in our brand is appropriate. All of these things. And so how does that then apply, right, to a person? Mm -hmm. So everything I consume, 
it, it, regardless if it's a podcast or a book or whatever, my number one question is, how does that relate to people? How does that relate to my client? How does that mm -hmm. relate to my client? So I fell in love with that idea. So one of the things that we do at um, the Well-Dressed Brand is that we start with figuring out how the world sees you already, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, but how do you keep doing, because it's old news, right? To go, oh, here are my weaknesses. Let me try to make them better. Why? I hate math. I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> Why in the name of the Lord? Well, I sit here and um, bang my head up against the wall trying to be good at spreadsheets. Girl, I can help you pick out some shoes. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why would I do that? I don't, you know, I can tell you what you're wearing is not right, but I'm not yeah. going to look at that spreadsheet. So in, I think it was like March, I became a um, certified fascination advantage coach by Sally Hogshead. And I love the fascination advantage because it tells you what you're doing right already, how the world is already seeing you, how you're already adding value so that we can capitalize on that. Mm. And then just like Nike, just do it. We come up with your brand mantra, right? So once we create your brand mantra, then we begin to create a signature look that's specifically for you. So we do, we create an elevated color palette. We walk you through all of the things that it's going to take to kind of turn you into this magnificent product, right? Mm -hmm. This great personal brand, whether it's going shopping, um, all of the things that we're looking at is going to make you that make you who you are. We then turn it around and then basically dress that brand message, so to speak. Got it. And so and the idea is um, I talk about this in my book. Right. So I don't know if you are aware of this, but you're who you are. So I'm sure you are aware of this. <laughs> um, so Ralph Lauren, right, was born Ralph Lipschitz. And he had enough foresight at a very young age to say, no one's going to buy ties at that time. Today would be yeah. very different. Yeah. No one's going to buy ties from Ralph Lipschitz. Yeah. So he had enough foresight to change his name to Ralph Lauren. Mm. Now, fast forward, you know, so many years later, we're in a time where it's about you being the best individual that you can be mm -hmm. inside and out. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much about changing your name. It's more about embracing who you are. Mm -hmm. And so we take, it's like giving you a big hug and we're like, this is who you are. We're going to help you love all of that about yourself. Yeah. And, and we're going to address the message so that when you show up, you shut it down. Yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell me how this applies. Like, let's say someone's listening and let's say I'm a stay-at-home mom who wants to um, start my own business. Or let's say I'm a young woman who's just graduated from college who um, I know that there are people who are going to hear this and think, well, this doesn't apply to me. And I think you and I both know personal branding applies to everyone. So how do you think that this, if, if someone's listening, how could they apply some of your techniques to their life? right now. Hey y'all, if you are looking for something to complement the foods that you are already eating to bless your body, I want to make sure you know about Sakara's Clean Boutique. It's the perfect complement for your eating journey with organic, whole food-based healthy snacks, supplements, and heartwarming teas that round out your rituals beautifully. Complete your Saqqara life and ensure you're getting all the essential plant nutrition you need every day with The Foundation, the brand's curated vitamin packs. And if you want to check it out, right now Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash rise or enter code rise at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash rise to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash rise. Well, like you said, Rachel, it does apply to everyone. And I love the stay at home moms because I get the questions that I typically get from stay at home moms and even the recent graduates um, are kind of similar. So I always answer it with let's create a, a signature style. You need to be known for something or mm. people will forget you quickly. Mm. And so one of the questions that I get from stay at home moms specifically is, well, how do I, you know, I'm running and I don't always meet with clients. I'm not always doing that. Okay. Well, how are you showing up to pick up the kids? Yeah. Are you in your pajamas? Yeah. You know, and so I'm not saying that you need to discard the, 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 um, 
the yoga pants, but put it on with a cute, you know, slouchy cashmere sweater. Sure. Put your hair up in a mus- in a messy bun. Mm-hmm. Throw on a lip stain and your fabulous sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have to show up. Yes. That really is the answer. It's how you're showing up because what you broadcast is what people perceive. Yes. I would right? also say it's like you need to show up for yourself. You Absolutely. need to feel some confidence and remember the woman that you are, even if you are just picking up the kids from school, you are a person. You are not just their mom. And what does you, like innately you, uh, bring to the world? So I love that advice. Right. And what happens is that when you do that anyway, when you just get dressed, right? Mm-hmm. I was just sharing with you um, before the call that my mom passed away about a month ago. Mm. And there were days where I didn't feel like showing up, yeah. you know? And so I had to do a field trip with my son's school um, yesterday. And I stood a little taller because it was the first time in a long time that I had to really, really get dressed, yeah. you know, and put lipstick on and mm-hmm. smile and I couldn't be cranky pants and, mm-hmm. you know, because I had to show up for him. But this is why a lot of campuses have the rule, dress well, test well, because yep. studies show if you get up and you put on all your pretty, you're going to stand a little taller psychologically totally. anyway. I think it's so relevant. It's it's worth saying, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, that Toy and I actually met when she styled me for my appearance on QVC. So I think that maybe we were social media friends beforehand because I feel yes. like had you done um, had you done the story brand podcast or am I making that up? No, you you did and you you I don't I didn't share this with you, uh, but you t- completely just humbled me and I left talking about meeting you um, for like two weeks later because I was so emotional that you would be kind enough to say to me are you Toy Sweeney like who am I for you to know who I am (laughs) and you (laughs) no I was so excited to meet you and I was like what kind of freaking who is this girl (laughs) and uh, I was like you're not supposed to know who I am you know you're going on TV oh my gosh and I yeah I extended my hand out and you were like are you the toy Sweeney from Storybrand and I was like why yes I am and how do you know that (laughs) you know and I was so humbled by that and I went home that night I told my husband I was like I was so emotional like somebody recognized of course oh my gosh I was was so humbled by that so thank you for that yeah well what's so amazing um just getting to watch you that day to give people a little bit of backstory so you go to be on air at QVC you have to do this day of training and the day ends with you doing an on-camera test for producers to see if you're good enough on camera to like make it to the big show and if you are then toy comes into the room and there's probably like I don't know what the average is but that day there was probably like 25 people and she literally just goes (laughs) one person after another and she like looks at you for two seconds and then I mean because you were doing this I can't even imagine how often but in two seconds she would just be like do this don't wear jewel tones you want this you want a little bit of gold you want wear a ring but one that's small like it was so a Efficient. Like you were just such a machine, what you knew like instantaneously at looking at someone. Um, and so your, I had already heard you in advance and then I was watching you work the room and just the level of excellence that you brought to your work was yeah, such a thing to behold. So, um, yeah, so it was so rad to see you in that space, but I would love, this is just for my own curiosity how do you get to a place where you feel like you are so great at recognizing the brand in someone or being able to guide, you know, someone who's going on QVC to talk about spaghetti sauce? Like, how do you even know <laughs> what to tell them what to wear? That is such a great question. I think that if I'm being completely honest, I don't ever feel like I have it down. I mm-hmm. think in pictures, you know, you know I'm, I'm a Gen X with like a first grade mind. When you're talking to me, I'm seeing pictures, I'm seeing colors, and I just start to, the more, the more I know about your story, mm. the more colorful it becomes in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with QVC, it's, um, it's systematics. So, you know, there's, you follow the basic, um, you know, television rules, mm-hmm. right? Dual tones look best on yeah. camera. So does pastels. Most people don't like to wear pastels. Um, I kind of know what everybody else is doing. And so we have to feel like our best selves Yes. when we show up, right? Yes. So imagine if she goes on camera and she's wearing like, you know, navy blue and white. That is yeah. so not her brand. Yeah, absolutely. 
Hey guys, we'll be back in a hot minute with more of this interview, but now a quick word from a sponsor. Each chapter of Girl, Wash Your Face begins with a specific lie I used to believe that left me feeling overwhelmed, unworthy, or ready to give up. As a working mother, a former foster parent, and a woman who has dealt with the insecurities about my body and relationship, I try and speak with the insight and kindness that would come from a best friend. I want to help you unpack the limiting mindsets that destroy your self-confidence and keep you from moving forward. My book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is available everywhere books are sold, and the Audible version is narrated by me. I hope you'll check it out. If you are heading into the new year with a huge desire and a New Year's resolution to get organized, I have the answer. The Cozy App. This is something that Dave and I discovered, honestly, through trial and error. We really wanted to get our lives together. We really wanted a schedule that he and I could both have to access what the kids were doing on which days, what doctor's appointments we needed to go to, whose birthday party was this Saturday. And honestly, you guys, we tried out about 15 different options before we found Cozy. We love Cozy because we have access to each other's schedules, what the kids are up to, and our nannies on it as well. So we can all communicate who needs to be doing what at what time. If you are a working parent, you have to have this app. And here's the deal, two really cool things. You can even add items to your Cozy list using Amazon Alexa, and it's totally free, you guys. Get the Cozy app. C-O-Z-I from your app store or cozy.com forward slash Rachel. Hey y'all, do me a favor. While you're listening to today's episode, take a screenshot and put it on Instagram or your Insta stories and tag me. I love hearing what you think and seeing what you're up to and it helps the tribe remember to go listen to this week's episode. Thanks so much. How, um, you know. how important do you think personal wardrobe plays into professional success how like how important is it it's 100 percent, 100 so unequivocally <laughs> because it's not right because it's not about the items mm. this is we're talking about mastering your mind mm. this is a psychological impact mm. right yeah because we especially women we we are such emotional dressers, right? Mm -hmm. Because how many times have you prepared, prepared, prepared for an event? The event day comes, you're like, oh, I do not want to wear this. But yep. now you don't know what to do, right? Yeah. So what I, I talk about in my book is the brand, the um, branded closet. And so if you can get your closet to, um, to the place where it's just your specific color palette, mm -hmm. right? Uh, my closet is black, ivory, gray, navy. I have some splashes of red, orange. And then each year I'll pick a trend color, you know, olive green, hunter green, whatever it is mm. I'm into that year. Um, so that if I wake up five minutes before I need to get my son to school because it has happened. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, I can pick up whatever it is in my closet and everything works together and it's just thoughtless. I can grab a pair of leggings and a tunic, grab my fry boots, throw on, you know, my blanket yeah. scarf throw on a red lip and run down the highway. You know mm. what I'm saying? And so the easier you make things for yourself as far as your wardrobe, it cuts down, especially yeah. as an entrepreneur, it cuts down on the decision fatigue. We have yes. so many things to conquer in a day. Amen. I don't want to think about what I have to wear tomorrow. Well, so now I want to ask you questions that are not on my list here, but I just want to know from my personal life and maybe other people will get something out of it. So yes, I have, like, I love getting dressed, love it. Um, but I definitely feel like every single time I'm editing down that closet, I just feel better about what I'm wearing, right? Because I'm really pulling those pieces and really only wearing things that make me feel great. But then like. what do you do? This sound, I sound like a child, but I really want your opinion. Like <laughs> I have so many <laughs> graphic tees or blouses or different things. I'm like, it, when I pick it up on the hanger, I'm like, it's so cute. 
but I'm never mm-hmm. really wearing it. So how right. do you edit a closet? Do you just have to go like hardcore, just pull it out, don't think about it, get, you know, like what do you do when you're telling someone to edit that closet? Like I love that you have those signature colors and those hand, like what you just said, like, oh, I'll throw on a tunic. I'm like, well, geez, I need a tunic. I'm like, I'll throw <laughs> on that T-shirt from seventh grade camp. Like I need to clearly edit things down more than they are. So how do I do that? Okay, the first thing that you need to decide, right, is how do you want to be addressed? Because mm. you need to dress the way that you want to be addressed. Ooh, okay. Sister, yes. Okay, yes. so that's rule number one. So, you know, I'm not going to show up to school or to give a keynote in a pair of booty shorts, no matter how cute this 44-year-old butt yeah. looks. I yes. am not going to do that yes. because that is not the way I want to be addressed. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> You know, so we start with that. And so then you want you want to make sure that everything in your closet is sending the right message, Mm. regardless of where you have to go, whether you're in the grocery store, whether you're giving a keynote, regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's rule number one. Okay. And then I would say, again, what do you want to say? So certain colors, you know, are you ambitious? Do you want to be seen as elegant? So Mm. maybe you wear black or, you know, maybe you want to do a neutral, but you don't want to do black. So do navy or olive or gray. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and things like that. And so I would say, you know, kind of get those big ideas out of the way and think of those things as you're choosing items. Then once you stack your closet with the basics, right? So we're talking about depending on your style, some people would like dresses more, some people don't. So stack it whatever with whatever's going to be a basic for you, whether that is jeans, right? That's me for sure. Jeans and black and indigo, you know, your denim shirt, right? A pencil skirt, if that's your thing, mm-hmm. you know, sporty boots, if that's your thing, more elegant or uh, drama boots. Like for me, I'm a thigh high boot type of girl. Mm-hmm. So I have like five pair, mm-hmm. um, like that sort of a thing. So once you kind of get down, like, okay, here are my essentials. Then that's when the fun starts because once your basics are covered, then that's when you can start adding more relevant items, mm-hmm. right? I was just telling my brother, before I was talking to you guys about how I bought this amazing bomber jacket today, you know, but my closet is stacked with all the basics. So I can throw on all Navy and this luggage Brown crazy bomber jacket and my thigh high fry boots with the plaid shirt underneath red lip done. Right. Done. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's because I have all the basic set. Right. So then you can start to have fun. That's when you add in seventh grade graphic tee, yeah. you know, under, yeah. <laughs> under your leather jacket. Yeah. Right? Totally. <laughs> Tie a plot shirt around your waist, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, throw on your stacked heel or your booty or whatever it is that you're going to do that day. And so um, I hope I answered the question. No, but that's I think that so good. That, the- I mean, is there an amount? I mean, that sounds silly. Like I, I want right now, I want you to be like, dude, you need to, you need to get rid of some things, Rach. That's what I, I need. I right. need to hear. Cause I know it's true. Like what I struggle with is, Oh, that, that shearling vest was, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was adorable five years ago, and it was expensive five years ago. And so even though I have no idea when I'll wear it again, I struggle with wanting to throw it out because I feel like I'm being wasteful. Right. Well, then, and then you just re-gift it because I'm sure that you have a friend who probably thinks it's like the best thing to slice bread. Okay. And we all have that friend that covets our closet. Yeah. Right? Regardless of how good or bad your closet is, there's always somebody that's going to want something that you don't want. Yeah. And so, you just gift it to her and then you get the next relevant thing on right. your list. So that's real. It's hard to like talk about the capsule closet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having so many items because again, it's emotional for me. So yeah. I like the idea and I work with my clients to say, Hey, let's have a branded closet so that first we get all your bases covered. We make sure you're sending the right message. And then each season, then we're looking at your trend items, you know, and then we're pulling out what's no longer relevant. Yeah. And then we're adding things that are really, really relevant, like the bomber jacket. Like I can wear that when I'm 50 years old. Yeah. You know, I can, if I'm, if I'm 70 years old and I'm rocking this aviator jacket I got today, I'm going to be so badass. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know what I love about this too, is that I spend so much time um, talking about goal setting. And when I talk to my tribe about goal setting, I always talk about the idea of en- envisioning the best version of yourself. Like if you imagine yourself five years from now and you are living your dream, you are the best version of yourself. What does that look like? It's such a good question. I never thought of it in terms of wardrobe. 
So if I imagine the best version of myself in the future, she's definitely not wearing that crappy t-shirt that I've had for the last nine years. So then that's the decision right there is like, if this isn't like you said, if this isn't the message that you want to send, it shouldn't be there because it's just getting in the way of you making good choices for what is. Absolutely. And you should put images on, on your vision board. If you don't have a vision board already, then start one. You can do them through apps and stuff now. But um, I like having the whole scissors cutting again because I'm oh, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, no, but, I do that too. Inside my closet, um, I do it every six weeks to two months. I'll go find some Pinterest images for that season of outfits that I want to aspire to wear. Or like, oh, I know I have a denim blouse and I can mix it with this thing over here and create that look. Um, but it gives me some idea of kind of being a little bit more aspirational with my style. Yes, I saw that you did that, and I totally am stealing that idea because I saw that you had the roll-up cork board. Yes, yeah. And you had it, right? And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's such a good idea because I start, I do share Pinterest boards with my clients. Uh-huh. And I don't have, like, that thing because, again, for me, it's all, like, it's all emotional and – sure. Um, it's a tur- it, you, you're the same way. Like, you yeah. just kind of know. Yeah. Like, this is what I want to look like for this event, blah, blah, blah. But – it's funny that you said that because I take it in a different direction and I just kind of go in general, like, what do I want to look like? And so, you know, and not that I want to be less of myself, but what's my aspirational image, right? So it's like Victoria Beckham and Lapita had a baby. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. What incredible direction. (laughs) That is what I want to look like. Yes. I hear you. I basically, everything on my board is Olivia Palermo every single time. It's ridiculous. so fabulous. Her style's just so good. Right. Um, So you have to start there. And then, you know, so I look at, I'm like, okay, we got to keep working this body to get, you know, I I like to eat. I can't, I will never be Victoria Beckham because, you know, I like a gooey butter cake every now and again, you know? And so, um, but you know, getting up and 5 a.m. and working that body out to the best of my ability, you know, I can be the best version of myself if they had a baby. Yes, yes, (laughs) absolutely. What is a mistake that you see women making when they dress that you wish, Mm. like, oh, girl, let me talk you through it? Like, what are some things that you see women do with style that you wish, or maybe trends that you're like, can we please, sister, can we please just let that go? Okay, so there's three things. Number one, not investing in shoes, putting all of this, you know, drama on the outfit. And then you turn around and just wear these top stitch, cheap looking Lord have, oh, well, seriously, <laughs> seriously, with the grass stains and the scuffs. Yes. And the, really? That's you real. Know? So it's usually the shoes. Number one. Number two is not being willing to break up with your hairstylist. Ooh, uh, I didn't think you were going to go there. And that is a good one. Because it's about relationships and we love yes. Becky. We love yes. her. Yep. You we know, do. we know her we know her mama, we know her mm-hmm. children, we yep. know her story. But she or he, Paul, does not keep himself relevant. Yes. And so what's happening is she's giving you that same hairstyle you had in nineteen ninety two and it's just not cute. Yep. That's and not so a good look. Stop, right? So stop <laughs> thinking about trend and ask yourself the question is when you get dressed, do I look relevant? Yeah. Do I look relevant, right? Yeah. Because so then the third thing would be is wearing too many trends in one. Like they have, uh, you know, the cutout shoulder and the ripped jean and the flannel shirt yeah. tied around the face, you know, and the fringe pocketbook and the fringe earring <laughs> and the top knot. And you get one. Us, like if you don't pick one and roll with it. Yeah. Uh, please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> are there any rules that you follow? Like if you p- are past a certain age, you shouldn't be allowed to do this, that, or the other thing, or do you feel like you get to do whatever you want at any age that you are? Okay. So that's a great question because in my, you know, former years, people would say just because you can wear something doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I okay. think that I look at Tina Turner. She's 70 years old. If she's yes. going to be rocking her stilettos, Yep. I hope that I could be that way. That's real. You know? Yep. <laughs> you know, she's worked for it. So yes. if you have the body to do it now, again, know your audience. Mm-hmm. Don't show up in the booty shorts. Yes. You know, if you're 62 and given a keynote. Yes. You know, but if you are on the beach with your husband and you throw on a little slouchy cashmere sweater and a little booty shorts and some Uggs, girl, get it. Yes. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> 
Love it. I am um, not mad at you. <laughs> um, so office culture, I want to talk a little bit about workplace. Um, it can definitely set the tone yes. for your wardrobe. So what are your thoughts on dressing for success within the culture of your office? Let's say your office is very conservative and your personal style is not. How do you play with that? Y'all, working remotely with your team is the new normal. I know it's the new normal over here, and I have no idea when it might change. And this new way of working requires teams to be more collaborative wherever they are. Monday.com offers a flexible platform to manage any team, project, or workflow online. Bring your team together so you can continue to collaborate, plan, and track your work. Monday.com is a project management platform that makes effective teamwork possible near or far. You can keep all your team's work in one place and coordinate across different teams and departments. This way of project managing increases productivity and efficiency and facilitates transparency between everyone on your team. Let Monday.com take care of what slows you down so you can free up time to focus on the work that drives you. To start your free 14-day trial, go to monday.com. So the first thing that we want to take into account is that company's dress code. The last thing that you want to do is be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you want to look at the dress code, look at your closet, see what you need to add, what you need to take out, you know, create like a work section in your closet so that when you get up in the morning that you're pulling from the right pile in your closet. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> so that's the first thing. And then that's when you start to, again, add your signature style. So what do you want to be known for? Do you wear, um, you know, a pop of color on your lips? Mm -hmm. Do you always have a popped collar? Mm. Do you have a pop of color in your shoes? Are you known for your shoes? Yeah. Do you have the best manicure in the office? But oh, yeah, more yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. I would not even think through those options as sort of accessories to an outfit, but obviously they are. That's so great. Well, because it's all encompassing. When somebody looks at you, they're taking you all in and you have nine seconds to seal the deal. Rather, you're interviewing for a job, meeting with a client for the first time. You know, social, um, the digital outlets and social media has taught us how to multitask but we lost a few seconds on our attention span. So yeah. we have nine seconds to seal the deal. Wow. So, you know, so you ha you can't miss a beat yeah. because we don't have enough time because somebody's already moved on and now they're bored and no one cares. Yeah. So you got nine seconds. So you have to think through those things. And so I would say the second most important thing is to think about where you want to go, what your job is now, but where do you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're saying that you um, want to be the CEO and this is where it gets tricky, right? what the company's culture is very casual, you know? So one of the things that I would do is purposely, oh, I'm giving secrets away. Oh, Here we go. Watch dun, out. Dun, dun. <laughs> I would never wear jeans on Friday because we could dress casual. Mm. I purposely to stand out would wear a dress, you know, now I may throw on a denim jacket over it or a leather jacket or whatever, but I would strategically not do that. Yeah. So that I, um, so on Fridays when everyone looked the same, I did not look like everyone else. Yeah. I love that. Such great. It's, I love talking. I love, I love speaking with people who just are living in such a different space than I'm in. The idea of having strategy behind how you dress is so obvious to you and would not occur to me. So like I'm, my mind is blown by this conversation. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go talk to my friend Toy. And now I'm like, holy crap, this went in 50 <laughs> awesome directions I wasn't even anticipating. Um, so um, I ask everyone, I'm a huge book nerd. And so I'd love to hear if there's a, a book in particular that has played a big role in your career or your life and what that book is. Uh, just one. Oh my goodness. I know, okay. right? So I would say Rory Vaden's uh, Take the Stairs. Yeah. He's so I read great. that seven times. He's really? Yeah. Rory, I love him. Yeah. And just the level of self-discipline that it takes to be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you, you literally have to rise and grind. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. And yes. so one of my favorite um, things from the book is success is never owned. It is only rented. Yep. And the rent is due 
every day. day. Mm-hmm. Right? Such a good and one. And so when you, and in the, right, and when he, when you roll that into a successful marriage is never owned. Yep. Financial stability is never owned. A signature style, a personal brand, none of those things are owned. They are only rented, and the rent is due every day. Yep. You don't get a day off. Yep. You know, and it sounds exhausting, but, you know. Yeah. Well, you I have think to it, have a plan. Yeah, I, I, it's such, it's so great that you say that because I am a big, um, and I would love your perspective on this. I love the word hustle. I believe that I am where I am in my life and my career because I have hustled. Because I have, and mm-hmm. and just as a just to caveat that and explain it better, I think there's a negative connotation to that word. But hustle to me means that you approach your um, your productivity with enthusiasm, and you work hard, and you're willing to put in hours. You're willing to put in more hours than anybody else, and you're willing to keep showing up and getting better and growing stronger. Um, and I keep hearing so many people talk about oh, hustlers, or, um, you know, they're never satisfied, or they're never happy. And I just, Mm. I feel like that word gets a bad rap, because I don't, I I think people who hate the word hustle, haven't had to hustle in a really long time, personally. I don't know. I think that specifically in the African American community, um, you know, it's like, it's not even, it's not a question. It's like, oh, you will have a side hustle yeah. or one's bills will not get paid. Yeah. You know, and so I think that for hustle for, for you and I, when we talk about hustle, it's about, you know, always keeping your work, work your business, right? But mm-hmm. Keep your eye on where you're going to. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you have to do what you're doing today, but you also have to start planting seeds for five years from now. Yeah. You know? Yep. And every day is a it's harvest time. Yes. But you're reaping the benefits of the seeds that you planted three, two, five, ten yes. years ago. Yes. Totally. You know? And so that's to me what hustle is. I remember quickly, I remember sitting in a meeting one day, um, and it was probably like fifteen or whatever other stylists, right? And our boss at that time was like, Does anyone want to do blah blah blah? And nobody raised their hand. So I, I said, I'll do it. Well, do you want to do half of it? I will take all of it. Yes. You know, and so <clears throat> I went back and I did it and I did and I just was decided whatever it was it is that she needed me to do, I was not only going to do it, but I was going to crush it. Yeah. And so that's how I got to be the first and only senior stylist in, in all of QVC yeah. for a really long time until yeah. they decided, to, you know, start promoting some other people. But like. I was hustling. Yeah. 80 hours a week yep. I was working. Yeah. Bringing in double my salary on some of the dot-com looks at one point. I mean, yeah. 80 hours a week for real with a yeah. newborn. Yes. Okay? And it was just I, what was necessary to get the job done, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, I just, I feel like we have to stop being afraid of that word or um, dismissive of that word because I just don't know... I don't know. I, I just feel like people who don't like it, I'm like, well, you've never had to do it. Or maybe you had opportunities that I didn't have because I know for a fact I would not be here if I hadn't done that. You would not. And yeah. the thing of it is, is that to your point, I always, when people say things like that, I always look at their life, right? Mm-hmm. And I read this the other day and it was like, never take advice from someone whose life you don't want. Ooh, yes. That's a good one. I think it's in Seth Godin's new book, What to Do When It's Your Turn and It's Always Your Turn. Yeah. I believe it was in, I love that book. I believe that it's in there. And that, and I blew my mind. I yeah. was like, yes, because if you're, again, if you're not willing to hustle, then you, you, you don't want to go very far. It's the same people that are like, oh, I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to get up at 5 a.m. or whatever it is to, to exercise today or 6 a.m. or whatever your, oh gosh, no, not that hour is. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm so glad I got to ask you that because it's definitely something that I heard and I'm like, man, this doesn't sound like any of the self-made people that I know. It wasn't, there isn't any other option except to work as hard as we have been working. So do you attend any conferences? Are you into um, like continued education? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so this year I uh, had an opportunity to attend the Forbes Women's Conference, which was amazing. Oh, cool. And, um, oh, it was just like, oh, my goodness. The keynote speakers, I was not expecting to have such takeaways from Kim Kardashian. Um, Just opening my mind to just so many different things that Mm -hmm. I just wasn't aware about. 
uh, aware of, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and then I, like I said, I became the Sally Hogs head fascination at Bandits coach. Um, I think in February next week, I'm going to Nashville to do an entree leadership one day workshop. I got certified in digital marketing last summer. Cool. That took up my whole summer. So, you know, I love it. You continue to grow. If you, um, if you haven't read it yet, I have been talking about it nonstop and I think people think I'm like getting paid, but I really just, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've found a book that I think is this helpful. Um, high performance habits by Brendan Burchard is I, literally, I finished it this morning, Toy, and I'm going to immediately start it again, which is something oh, wow. I have never done with a nonfiction book in my Like, basically, Twilight is the only book I've ever done that with in my life. Don't judge me. Um, but it's no so good. And it's so, there's so many fantastic um, tools and tips and tricks in it that I don't feel like I absorbed them all the first time, even though I was taking notes. So oh, if you wow. need a new book to read, I cannot recommend that one enough. You are the second person today yep. to recommend that book. Yep. So there you go. It needs to happen. So I ask um, every single person who comes onto the podcast the same five questions. So I would love to ask them to you. Uh, okay. What time do you get up in the morning? 5 a.m. Yeah, me too. And what do you use that? Like, do you, are you getting up before your son? And if so, like, how are you using that time? Well, when I was working for someone else, I was using that time to go to the gym. But now that um, I get the pleasure of, and freedom to work for myself, I usually get up at 5 a.m. I drink a cup of hot water um, with lemon. I take the first 30 minutes to honestly read my Bible and just mm -hmm. pray mm -hmm. and just, you know, ask for all the things that I'd kind of need to stay focused on that day mm -hmm. and just try to be my best self um, so that when he wakes up, I'm just, you know, yes. loving and, you yeah. know, I'm not cranky and trying to rush around yep. to get him ready, yep. you know. Um, and are you, you said you're hot, hot water. So do you drink coffee is my second question. And if so, what is your order? I do. So if I'm being good, I make it at home and I do, <laughs> uh, non-dairy creamer and some plant-based sugar. Um, but when I go to Starbucks, it's a caramel macchiato with soy milk. Yes, girl. Just live your best <laughs> life. That feels, that feels important. Um, when you have to travel for work, which I know you do, um, is there a travel item that you swear by? that you just feel like makes everything better? Oh my goodness. Um, barefoot Dreams, their poncho. Ooh, ooh what oh is my that? Goodness. I'm gonna look it that is, up. You are gonna love it. It's okay. glorious. Okay, it's glorious. okay. It's glorious, yeah. All right. Totally affordable and it's glorious. Okay. So yeah, I, I can't live without that. Um, what is your favorite like workout, physical activity, and how long do you, or how often do you do it? So, Ugh. I try to shoot for five days a week. Um, and we have in, in Pennsylvania, there's Valley Forge National Park. And if you do walk the whole loop, I'm not a runner. I'm trying to be, but I'm not there yet. So I usually walk the loop a few days a week. Um, and it's 5.2 miles. Nice. Um, and I just, that's my prayer. That's my prayer walk. So yes. I just, I walk and I just kind of pour out my heart about like, Lord, help me land this client. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Me, yeah. You know, not you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's so, it's so powerful. I can absolutely tell a difference in my ability to manage a team or feel creative or my stress level when I am not, not just working out. Cause I work out pretty often, but when I don't have time working out outside, so working out outside mm -hmm. is a big thing for me because I think if you go to the gym, you still have your phone in front of you or you're looking mm -hmm. at the screen of your treadmill. There's something about being outside in nature and I'm not, I'm the furthest thing from a hippie you can imagine, but I do think there's something really incredible about resetting your, your mind in that space. I agree. It just centers you in a, yes. in a different way. And as it gets colder here in Pennsylvania, I can't. I won't be able to go outside, so I have yeah. to go to the gym. Yeah. But yeah. I do miss it. I miss it when it gets too cold. So I'm yeah. sure. Um, so my last question is something that I ask every single person. Uh, this podcast is called Deus, and the idea behind it is that Deus is a platform from which you speak. And so I ask everyone if you had a platform and there was one thing you could tell women listening, one thing you wanted them to know, if you could shake their shoulders and really hammer something home, what would be the one thing that you'd say? Stop looking for 
it to be easy. And that sounds bad because I had that was the hardest lesson for me to learn. Mm. It's just that, you know, everything is hard. Everything. Yes. Marriage is work. Being a mom is work. Working for yourself is work. Mm-hmm. But just accept it as your normal, like just trying to change your mindset around it a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of choose your heart. Yeah. You know? I love that. And be okay with and be okay with it. Yes. Yeah. Be, uh, well, I also want to, it's like, where, where in the world did someone tell you it would be easy? Or right. maybe, maybe I just think that way because I didn't come from, I didn't come from easy. I didn't come through an easy childhood. And so it never right. even occurred to me that things wouldn't be difficult. I feel like anything you want to achieve in the world is going to take some effort. So um, I love that you feel that too. Um, I am so grateful for the time with you. I'm so grateful for your wisdom and your perspective. And I know that the women listening are really going to get a lot out of it. I feel like, I mean, you are my friend, but I feel like I was just (laughs) chatting with a friend who was telling me, you know, I'm going to go home and get rid of some seventh grade t-shirts now. It feels (laughs) like the right choice for my personal brand. Um, but girl, just thank you so much. Um, I know you're walking through a hard season right now. And so for you to take time out of, that space to come and share your heart with us is um, such a testament to who you are as a woman. So thank you so much, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I wouldn't have had it any other way. We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deuspodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. This week's review is from Electron Wrangler, who has for sure the best username of anyone I've ever heard of in my life. Electron Wrangler said, entertaining and motivating. If you've ever interacted with the Rachel Hollis brand, you know that you'll be equally entertained and motivated, and this podcast doesn't disappoint. Rachel is a thoughtful interviewer, and her guests are varied and have awesome and detailed insights to share. In a sea of business podcasts that are seemingly by men for men, Deus is a shining light for boss ladies and men alike. Keep it coming, chic team. Dang it, Electron Wrangler. For a robot-sounding username, you almost made me cry. (laughs) If you want to be featured on next week's user review, please leave one. It helps people know that this podcast is awesome and they should check it out. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week. So this week, I announced my next book. It's called Didn't See That Coming. It's all about how you put your life back together after your world falls apart. I actually wrote this inside of quarantine because I wanted something that y'all could read as you transition out of the crisis of a pandemic. And then inside of writing it, my world fell apart. And this is a story of how you keep on going. This is a story of the tactics and the tools that I have used time and time again when I have gone through grief or loss or trauma. The book comes out on September 29th and you can find it today. You can pre-order wherever books are sold. And yes, I'm narrating the audio as always. But if you pre-order, meaning if you buy it any time before September 29th, if you go to didn'tseethatcomingnewbook.com, you can get my one-hour course on how to rebuild. How do you rebuild your life? Free one-hour course plus a workbook that you can print out and utilize to start the process. It's something that I thought I could give you to be helpful as you transition to whatever comes next. Didn't See That Coming is my new book, and I hope that you will check it out.